Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday, March the 5th of the second week of Lent. And our reading comes to us this morning by way of the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 3 to 4, 12 to 13, and 17 to 28. It is a familiar story. It's the story of Joseph and his brothers. Joseph is best loved of all his uh, brothers, and he is loved by Israel uh, more than all the rest. That's the way the story is set up. And so the, when the brothers see this, because the father gives uh, Joseph a beautiful long tunic to show that his favor is with Joseph, the brothers are filled with, uh, with jealousy and hatred. And they decide that it's time to do him in. And uh, if he's killed, they will get to share the inheritance of the father who is in old age and is close to death. And so they plot to kill him. Joseph is uh, sent out to the fields by his father to help uh, his brothers uh, tend the flock. Well, they decide that they're going to kill him, and when they see Joseph, they indicate that they'll kill him and uh, leave him out there and say that a wild animal uh, attacked Joseph, and they weren't able to chase the animal away, and uh, the animal uh, was able to kill Joseph. But then they decide that, well, they really shouldn't do it themselves, naturally. So what they decide to do is to throw Joseph into a cistern, big, long, deep hole. And the writer tells us that it's, uh, it's dry. So therefore, it's lifeless, and they'll leave him there to die there so that they're, quote-unquote, not directly involved uh, in the killing. But then one of the brothers, uh, Reuben, really tries to talk them out of this, but they will hear none of it. But Reuben uh, decides that maybe the better thing to do is to throw him into the cistern and uh, go off. And then they decide, well, the Ishmaelites who are passing by, uh, they'll get uh, Joseph out of the uh, cistern and they'll sell him into slavery. And then whatever happens to him happens. And we'll just go and uh, indicate that... Uh, this is what has happened to him. And so they sell him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. Again, this story really parallels Jesus uh, in many, many ways, as you can see. And because we know that Joseph is going to be sold, but he's sold to the king. And he rises because of his wisdom, because uh, God is with him and he's able to dream dreams, and he becomes in a position of great prominence. And things go badly for the brothers. And there's great famine in the land, and they have to go to the very king in which Joseph is now one of his chief advisors and holds a position of great weight. But that's getting ahead of the story. Uh, the interesting thing is, and the thing for us, especially during Lent, 
is that at times uh, we are surrounded by jealousy within our family, maybe within the office, within our school, maybe within our neighborhood. We're surrounded by jealousy. Now, granted, we, we might be sold into slavery and maybe our neighbors and our loved ones, they don't want to kill us, per se. And, um, but we feel, we feel their jealousy and their hatred. And they delight in any fall uh, or any bad things that may happen to us. And um, in a sense, we're thrown into a kind of symbolic system. Uh, we're left to die. But the story is really telling us that even if we're thrown into a system, and those around us who hate us and are driven by jealousy, that the Lord does not abandon us because the very same thing has happened to Jesus. He sold for 30 pieces of silver. He's rejected by his own. He came into his own, and his own received him not, as the Gospel of John tells us in the prologue, the beginning of the Gospel of John. But God the Father never abandons those who are faithful to him. And sometimes we are thrown into a system by sin and guilt. Maybe at this time of the year, especially during Lent, we begin to examine our lives and we feel that we have been left for dead. Nothing could be further from the truth. God does not abandon us. God does not leave us in the system. And sometimes in the most unexpected of circumstances, the finger of God is present in our lives if we remain faithful if we place ourselves before Almighty God, yes, with our sins and our guilt, no matter what they are, no matter how long uh, a, a trail follows us of sin and rejecting God, God stands ever ready. God stands ever ready with his divine mercy and with his forgiveness, and especially during this holy season. The Lord lifts us up. The Lord draws us out of that system. The Lord relieves us of those who are bent on our destruction, who take joy in our setbacks, but we are never alone. And the responsorial psalm, Psalm 105 says, remember the marvels the Lord has done. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. When in our times have we felt like we're abandoned, we're surrounded by people who hate us and are jealous of us, who are envious, and who delight in our stumbling and even in our falls? When are those times when we find ourselves in the system of our own sin and guilt, and we can feel abandoned and alone, but no one cares, and certainly God has had nothing to do with us? The coming of Jesus going to Jerusalem, taking upon himself our sin and guilt, is the sign, is the testimony that God never abandons us. He does abandon us with those who are surrounding us. He does not abandon us even in the system of our own sin and guilt. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. The Lord has given you life and the Lord has brought you to this point in your life for a very good reason.
God loves you, and God has something for you yet to do. Someone yet to be. If only we not despair or give up. Not like Cain, say our sins are too great to be forgiven. God's mercy and forgiveness are deeper still. So, during this, uh, during this time of life, it's not a time of doom and gloom, and eternal guilt that we can never get out from under. It is a time for rebirth. It's a time of allowing God's grace. We have to allow that. God's grace, to draw us up out of the system, that God will sustain us and surrounded by the most vicious of enemies, and sadly, sometimes within our own family, as Jesus was. Jesus was surrounded by those who he came to save, to redeem, to love, to give, to show mercy. And what did they do? They nailed him to a cross, and they placed him in a tomb, what happened on the third day? He was raised from the dead in the power of the Holy Spirit and now sits at the right hand of the Father, our Lord and Savior. This is a time of being drawn out from the cistern. It's a time of remembering the marvels of the Lord. And the greatest marvel is that God came his only begotten Son, Jesus, to draw us up, to lift us up where God has always wanted us to be, with him for all eternity. This day, will we let God, in his infinite mercy and forgiveness, draw us up out of the cistern where we have faith and trust in the marvels of the Lord that he has done for us and that he will lift us up beyond those who hate us and are jealous of us and there will be a conversion and a change and we will have the opportunity to sing God's praises not only now but for all eternity. Open your hands and your heart and let the Lord Pull you up, lift you up out of the system. God bless you.